Pastor Chooks Obina Ogoye. Pastor Chooks is the lead pastor of Resurrection Life Church in Johannesburg. He is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God and has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. Pastor Chooks has been involved and active in marketplace ministries. He's an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. He has taught and facilitated many leadership and entrepreneurship courses and seminars. He is the host of broadcast programs on Facebook, YouTube, and several podcast channels. Living the life with Pastor Chooks, the amazing power of woman. Thank God it's Friday. Good evening, good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Chuck Sugoye. We are doing episode 226, 226, uh, Understanding the Goodness of God. And we've been um, on a mini-series, uh, The Goodness of God and Stubborn Problems. The goodness of God as it concerns or as it relates to stubborn problems. And um, tonight will be part six, episode 226. Tonight is part six. We are dealing with this matter and dealing with it very, very exhaustively. All right. Um, our text is taken from First Kings chapter 18. We started looking at this yesterday. We, we just couldn't go, go all the way and finish the thoughts from this text. So we're picking it up from there. Elijah called a drought by the instruction of the Lord. A prophetic instruction was given to him to declare a drought over the nation and he suspended rains. It's been now 42 months since he suspended rains. There's been no rains and God said it's time for rains to come back. God says, go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain. And um, so God, uh, Abraham, Elijah went as God instructed him, presented himself to Ahab. Ahab, I'm here, I'm back, I'm here. We are, you know, rains are coming. God and then he comes out and there's no rain. He comes out and there's a severe famine. And the, the rain refuses to come. Disobedience, we, we talked about the spirit of disobedience that is at work in creation, as a work in nature. Stopping things from obeying God. Stopping things from obeying instructions by the people of God. Stopping things from, from aligning in the earth, even as it is in heaven. You see, the, 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 this, this spirit of disobedience is one of the things that believers need to deal with. Otherwise, heaven and earth will be exactly the same. If not for the spirit of disobedience in the earth, there is a spirit of disobedience in the earth that is making earth to be at variance from heaven. It's your responsibility uh, as a child of God to stand in your place and take your position of authority and compel disobedience to leave and align the earth to heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Be done the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. So, so our job is to align earth to match heaven. To align what we are experiencing in our world to match the program of God for our lives. The agenda of God for our lives. God wants 
uh, health and, and, and well-being for you. That's how it is in heaven. That's how it must be on the earth. God wants you to be fulfilled, to be fruitful, to multiply. That's how it is in heaven. That's how it has to be on the earth. God wants you to be prosperous uh, 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 in, in terms of the work of your hands. That's how it is in heaven. That's how it has to be on the earth. So, so when earth is not responding, that's what we call a stubborn problem. When the earth is not responding, when your body is not responding, when your circumstances are not responding, that's what we call a stubborn problem. Because it's at variance from heaven, or it's at variance with heaven. Heaven is in this is is in a in a position the earth is not lining up. But but we are now learning how do we line up the earth with the heaven so that the goodness of God as it abounds in heaven can also abound in the earth. God wants the earth to reflect his goodness. Bible says the earth is filled with the goodness of the Lord. That's the will of God. But many times we don't see it. We don't see the goodness of God everywhere we go because the earth is out of order because of sin. The earth is out of whack because of sin. So the believer must align the earth so you start in your own world, you start in your own life and begin to align it. From there, you align your family. From there, you align the community. And as other members of the community join you, we align the community. Then we align the, the, the region. Then we align the city. Then we align the nation. Can you see how it works? Then we align the continent. Then we align the whole world. It is the will of God that the whole world be aligned. So we are in a season that God is dealing with stubborn problems. He, they can't remain stubborn forever. I said it yesterday. Jesus is the end of all stubborn problems. Let me say it again. Jesus is the end of all stubborn problems. And he, he, wants, he wants to terminate that problem. Because he wants the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, so the father wants his will to manifest in the earth exactly as it is in heaven and it is the believer it is the believer who enforces it so we see elijah there's the will of god the will of god now is for rain to come the will of god is for the drought to be called off and rain to come back but elijah is calling the rains the rains are not happening <laughs> you see the prophets of Baal have been dealt with by elijah the prophets of Baal has been dealt with by Elijah and the rains are not coming. So we are learning a few things from that text. How did Elijah compel obedience? How did Elijah compel obedience and cause the earth to line up? To line up with heaven so that the will of God is done on earth as it is in heaven. How did Elijah do it? This is what we are learning. So we, we, we said a few things yesterday. The spirit of disobedience infuses itself in creation and in nature. So when you see a stubborn problem, you shouldn't be alarmed. You should understand what is going on. As a child of God, when you see a stubborn problem, you need to know what is going on. The spirit of disobedience is at work. Why are you not married? The spirit of disobedience is at work. Working on circumstances working on situations so that you do not meet your spouse. 
why don't you have the baby? The spirit of disobedience working on your body. And by the way, babies are for people who are married. <laughs> babies are for people who are married. So if you're not married and you're wanting a baby, mm -mm, you're out of line. You're out of line. Except you're wanting a baby to adopt. If you're wanting to give birth to a baby, then you must be married. Pregnancy is supposed to be for married people. Let me say it, put it out there. Yes. So you can't be single and be wanting to be pregnant and be wanting to have a baby. No, you're not married. You have to be in, in line, in line with heaven. Okay, so you are married and you're wanting a baby. Aha, now we're talking. You're married and you're wanting a baby. And your body and your husband's body or your wife's body is not responding. That's the spirit of disobedience. The spirit of disobedience is infused in their body, refusing for them to... Uh, function the way God created it to function. And, and when, so, so when you encounter the spirit of disobedience, understand what is going on. Now, we need to, we need to deal with that disobedience. We need to deal with that disobedience. Take out that disobedience and compel it to obey. Alright. So this is what Elijah is facing. We said Elijah obeyed God. God said, go present yourself to Ahab. That's obedience right there. He obeyed God. He did his own part. God said, when you present yourself to Ahab, I will send rain. So, he obeyed God. So, and now, because he obeyed God, his obedience is complete. And therefore, he qualifies to punish disobedience. He qualifies to deal with disobedience. You cannot deal with disobedience when you are you are in disobedience yourself. You cannot deal with the spirit of disobedience when you are in disobedience yourself. We, we said yesterday, you cannot dominate the spirit you patronize. So if you are patronizing the spirit of disobedience, then you can't compel disobedience to live in your business or in your career or in your marriage or in your health. No, no, no. When your obedience is complete, then you punish disobedience. And can I say something to you? Don't let the devil now tell you that, you know, uh, uh, it's because of so so and so that you did. Listen, if if you did something wrong, you can repent of what you did wrong and take on the righteousness of Jesus. Take on the righteousness of Jesus. The Bible says he has given us his righteousness as a gift. Hallelujah. He has given us his righteousness as a gift. So I am complete in Christ. I my obedience is complete in Christ. So, so if, if I haven't been, you know, uh, obedient at all points, I will submit to Christ. I will repent and submit to Christ and submit to Christ's obedience. Because it is said concerning Jesus that he was obedient to the Father in all things. He was obedient in all things. So his obedience makes up for me and for you. Hallelujah. His obedience makes up for me and for you. So this is where, you know, you deal with your heart and then align your heart to Christ and take on the obedience of Christ. Take on the righteousness of Christ. And then you are now qualified to punish disobedience. So you may not have done everything right in your own self, but Christ has done everything right. So I take on, I take on his righteousness. And I stand on his righteousness. And based on that, I can punish disobedience. So I am demanding right now, everything that is disobedient in your life, in your circumstance, I command it to align by the righteousness of Christ. By the obedience of Christ, we command that disobedience to line up in the name of Jesus. We command the disobedience to line up. So you are no longer 
going to be held held uh, in condemnation by the devil and devil telling you didn't do this you no 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 tell him shut up i have aligned i have repented i have taken on the righteousness of jesus and by the righteousness of jesus i qualify to punish every disobedience hallelujah and then we said yesterday that you must align with god not with the circumstance not with the stubborn problem agree with god stay with god and then let your spiritual senses align and agree with what god said concerning what you are believing for so you are believing for healing let your spiritual senses feel the healing oh yes let your spiritual senses feel the healing let let your actions speak of the healing no in other words your actions must line up with the healing what 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 happened for elijah elijah tuned his spiritual senses to hear the sound of rain so Elijah is hearing rain fall because God said rain is falling. He said, I hear the sound, the sound, the sound, the sound of the abundance of rain. So Elijah is hearing sounds with his spiritual ears because the sound is not in the, in the natural. It couldn't have been his natural ear. He's using to hear the sound. He said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. So, so, so he was hearing rain in his spirit. He had developed his spiritual senses. He had developed his spiritual senses to be able to perceive the word of the Lord. So what has God spoken? God has said he has healed you. Let your spiritual senses capture that healing. Hallelujah. The word of God said that he has prospered you. Let your spiritual senses capture that prosperity. Feel that prosperity. Feel that elevation. Feel that money. Feel the birthing of that dream. The birthing of that ministry. The birthing of that business. The birthing of the marriage. Feel it. Feel it. The, you got to, That's where quietness and stillness becomes important. Because it's only in quietness and in stillness can you meditate on the word of God until you start feeling it? Can you meditate on the promise of God until you start feeling it? Are you meditating on the promise of God? Or are you meditating on the stubbornness of the problem? Are you med meditating on the promise of God? Or are you meditating on the stubbornness of the problem? Stop focusing on the problem. Focus on the promise of God. So for Elijah, instead of focusing on the droughts, and then being depressed and being angry and being, you know, discouraged. No, he focused on the promise of God. God said, present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain. So he focused on the promise. God has sent rain. He focused on the promise. He focused on the promise long enough until he started hearing the sound of rain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you hear what I said? He focused on the promise of God until his spiritual senses his sense, spiritual sense of hearing started picking up the sound of rain. Can you focus on the promise of God long enough, long enough, long enough that you start, your senses start picking up on the promise of God? Yes, yes. If you focus on that promise long enough, you will start seeing it, you will start hearing it, you will start tasting it, you will start smelling it. Oh, yes. Focus on it. This is where the victory lies. Focus on the promise of God. Do not focus on the stubborn problem. Do not focus on the stubbornness of the problem. Do not focus on what the devil is doing. Focus on the promise of God. What has God promised you in his word? What word do you have concerning what you are believing for? Focus on it. Until you start your senses, your spiritual senses, start picking up the reality of that. That's what 
what Elijah did. So we, we go further. We go further. We said yesterday that it was it's a war of agreement. Who are you agree with? Who are you going to agree with? Bible says, let every man be a liar and let God be true. I choose to agree with God. I choose to agree with God. I choose to agree that I'm healed. I choose to agree that I am lifted. I choose to agree that my career is exploding. He said I shall be the head and not the tail. I choose to agree that my marriage has happened. I choose, to, what are you believing God? Choose to agree with the word and then focus on it. Focus on that word. Don't move your focus from it. Because what the enemy wants to do is to cause you to move away from the word, the promise of God, and focus on the problem and start agreeing with the problem. And start saying that the problem is there to stay. The problem is not there to stay. It's a stubborn problem, yes, but it's not there to stay. It's temporal. If your senses, listen, the Bible says that, that the things that we see, the things that we feel, they are temporal. Whatever it is that your senses can pick up is temporal. Temporal means it's subject to change. Is subject to change. If your senses can pick it up, your physical senses can pick it up, it's subject to change. You didn't hear what I said. Let me say it again. If your physical senses can pick it up, it's subject to change. And how do you change it? Your spiritual senses need to pick up the promise of God. Once your spiritual senses begin to pick up the promise of God, change has already started happening. Once your spiritual senses start picking up the promise of God, where you can see it, where you can hear it, where you can taste it, where you can feel it, the promise of God is now taking over from what your physical senses are picking up. And if you will stay on course, if you stay focused on the promise of God, gradually your physical senses will start feeling less and less and less and less of the stubborn problem until it is gone completely. Did you hear what I said? That's the process. So what Elijah did, Elijah understood what I'm teaching this morning. So what did Elijah do? Elijah climbed up a mountain. The mountain of Camel, Mount Camel. He climbed up the mountain. Why did he climb up that mountain? He wanted to isolate himself so he can focus without distraction. Because he understood that the only way to kill what his senses are picking is to accentuate his spiritual senses. What his physical senses are picking is a drought is dryness and he understood it the only way to change what the physical senses are picking is to isolate himself and, and tune into his spirit so that his spiritual senses start picking up on the promise of God long enough long enough that what he's picked up in the spirit replaces what his physical senses are picking up so when he looks outside he sees a drought when he looks inside, he hears a rain. <laughs> when he looks outside, he sees a drought. When he looks inside, he hears the sound of abundance of rain. When you, when, you, when you look outside, you feel symptoms in your body. When you look inside, you, you feel the healing power of God. Hey, wait, when you look outside in the bank account, you see it empty. When you look inside, you must see abundance. You must see billions. You must see the provisions of God. When you see outside, you see a business that is struggling. When you look inside, you need to see a business that is booming. When you look outside, you see a, 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 a woman without a husband or a man without a wife. When you look inside, you must see your spouse. You must feel your spouse. Oh yes, I am. I, what I'm teaching you this morning, is this evening, is very powerful. You must feel your spouse. You know, you know in 1998... 
when I was praying for a wife, I had to go through this process. I remember the days when I used to wake up, you know, do my morning prayers from 3 a.m. and then I get ready. And then from 7 a.m. was the time I dedicated to pray for my marriage. So, so, I, and I remember when I began to pray in the Holy Spirit, I, I, I used to feel this woman. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know her name. I didn't know, you know, I, I couldn't put a face to her. I couldn't put a name to her. But I knew that I was feeling this person. I began to feel this person. My spiritual senses began to pick up on this person. And I will, once I pick it up, I will go with it. I began to pray. I began to push. Once I pick it up, I began to push. One of the days I was praying, as I picked up, the Spirit of God spoke in the midst of my intense prayer time. The Spirit of God spoke and said, Toyin is the one. I heard those words. But it, it, it was as I picked up the person. This is why I'm teaching you this. Your spiritual senses must pick up what God has promised you. Your, your, your spiritual senses must pick up what God has promised you. And when you pick it up, the things in the natural are about to change. May your spiritual senses pick up the money. <laughs> May your spiritual senses pick up the prosperity. May your spiritual senses pick up the, 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 the establishment of your business in 182 cities around the world. Come on, somebody. May your, may your spiritual senses pick up heavy bank account in 12 digits in all kinds of currencies. Oh, yes. May your spiritual senses pick up oh, the, the, the explosion of your ministry and the impact of your ministry global. May your, oh, yes. May your spiritual senses pick up the impact of your gift to transform a generation you need to isolate that's what Elijah did you need to you need to move away from distractions for some of us you know social media is a problem that's why this problem has remained stubborn and it's not going because you're not focusing on the promise of God. You need to isolate yourself. You need to set yourself apart and, and, and separate yourself and engage this thing. I, I, I once heard a testimony of this lady who had some challenge with her, her female reproductive, reproductive organ. And then she went in for a surgery. Maybe, I don't know what it was. Maybe fibroid or whatever. I don't know what it was. But she went in for a surgery. And the surgery complicated. Some things went wrong. While they were on the operating table, things went wrong. And the doctor had to make some decision. It's either he took out the womb or the woman died. And because she was bleeding so profusely, the doctors had to make a decision. And they made a decision to save her life. And the only way to save her life was to take out her womb. So they did. They had to take out the womb to save her life. So when she got up from anesthesia and so on, the doctor had to break the news to say you would have died. We had to make a decision to save your life. And the only way to save your life was to take out your womb. We are sorry your womb has been taken out. Your womb has been taken out. And the woman was devastated because she doesn't have a child. She was completely devastated. And But what could she do? It was either that she was dead and in a coffin, getting ready to be buried, or she was alive without a womb. So she went home, but she took it up with God. She took it up with God. I heard her tell this story. She took it up, took it up with God, and she began to pray. She began to pray. 
In fact, she said for three months, all she did was pray and focus and believe God for another womb. Mm. Three months. She, she, you know, it was during the lockdown. She was at home. Nobody was going anywhere. She wasn't going anywhere. You know, people were all shut up in their houses. So all she did was focus the word of God, prayer, the word of God, prayer, the word of God, prayer. After three months, after three months, one day she just felt, let me go and check. Let me go and check. And she went to the doctor and, uh, and requested for a scan. An, an, ultrasound, an ultrasound scan of her of her womb barrier, and the doctor began to you know run the scan and say ah, your womb is okay, your womb is okay. I can see your womb is okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Your womb is okay. Yeah? The woman said, "What did you say?" <laughs> the doctor said, "I can see your womb. It's very okay. It's nothing. Everything is hundred percent." My goodness. A new womb has been miraculously given to this woman. How did she do it? She set out three months, locked out everything. Thank God for lockdown. She locked out everybody, focused in prayer and the word, focused in prayer and the word, and boom, that miracle came. And God replaced her womb. God replaced her womb. So she went back. She asked the doctor to print out the, the scan. That shows that the womb is there. She took out, so they printed it out. She took it and went to the doctor who did the operation. And said to the doctor who did the operation, you know, look at this scan. What does he say? The doctor says, no, this, this, yeah, the, the person, you know, the womb of this person is okay. <laughs> the womb of this person is okay. No, the, the, the doctor, the, she told the doctor, it's mine. The doctor says, not possible. <laughs> it is not possible. I am the one who took out the womb. It's not possible. I am the one who took out the womb. That, the, the woman is laughing at her at him. He said, I am the one. The, the woman told the doctor, well, do your own scan. Do your own scan. So she, he put her on the table and did the scan. The doctor was in shock. I am the one who took this thing out so that I could save your life. I see a brand new womb right there. I see a, that's what God can do. See, when you focus and, and develop and lock in your spiritual senses to pick up on what God is doing or what God has said, you will eventually obliterate the evidences that was picked up by your physical senses. Did you hear what I said? Let me say it again. If you can pay the price to focus and lock in on the promise of God to you, on the word of God to you, long enough, Pastor, how long is it going to take? I don't know. Long enough, your evidence that was picked up by your physical senses will be replaced by the evidence that is picked up by your spiritual senses. The, the Bible says faith is the evidence of things not seen. So when you lock in into your faith and isolate and separate yourself, the, the, what I'm, I'm saying here, you need to separate yourself to feel the promise of God. You need to separate yourself. That's what Elijah did. Elijah climbed on the mountain and he took only one person with him. So, so, so why did he take this guy? He removed himself from any person and any environment or any association that tends to make an alignment with the stubborn problem that he wanted to change. 
There was a drought that he wanted to change. There was a drought that God said, your time is over. It's now time for rain. But the drought is disobedient. And God needed a man to compel obedience in the earth. Let me say something this, this evening. Let me say something. God is looking for a people who can compel obedience in the earth. There are so many things that are out of line. There are many nations that are out of line. There are many nations where several stubborn demons are keeping those nations out of the will of God. God is looking for saints who will take it up to compel obedience in the earth. To compel obedience in the earth. So, block out any input that does not help you to focus. And then streamline your social associations. To only those who understand and can agree with you against the stubborn problem. So we are not celebrating the stubborn problem. So you can't have people around you who keep reminding you of the stubborn problem. Who keep talking about it. Who keep, you know, uh, negating your faith. No, no, no. You need to separate yourself from, you need to do an audit. Who is supporting your dream? Who is supporting your quest? Who is supporting your push? If you have friends who keep telling you about the, 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 the places that you don't want to be anymore, they are the wrong people. It's like somebody who is wanting to get married, but you keep hanging with single people. You keep hanging with divorced people, and they keep feeding your mind with all this negativity about marriage. Do you know your faith is not going to work? Your faith is not going to work. You're not going to find a husband. You need to, you need to do a social audit. There are some people you need to separate yourself from. That's what Elijah did. Elijah did a social audit by going up the mountain. He took only one guy. His servant who he knew can be trusted with what he's believing for. How do I know? When he told that guy, go and check. Go and check what you see. The guy went. He said, he came back, he said he saw nothing. He said, go again. The guy went, he came back, he said, do you see that the guy never got tired? He said, go again, go again, go again, go again. He went seven times. The guy was never tired. Why? Because the guy was also believing with the master. His master wanted to see a cloud. The guy was believing. That's why you need to surround yourself with people who believe what you are believing for. Who can stand with you? Who can say with you, yeah, this thing is coming through? Not people who negate your faith. Not people who oppose your push. No, no. Bring people who align with your push, not people who oppose your push. Amen. And then you must be willing to be persistent and to, be, to persevere till the change comes. You must be willing to persist. How long is it going to take? I don't know. You got to persist. You got to persevere. May the Lord give you the capacity to persevere. May the Lord give you the capacity to, be, to, 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 to persist. You need it. Stay in power. That's what, what the Bible talks about when the Bible speaks of the spirit of might. You got to have might. It takes might to persevere. It takes might to, to persist. Elijah persisted. Six, seven times, this guy kept on going. Six times, nothing came through. But on the seventh time, he said, I see a cloud the size of a man's fist. He persisted until there was an evidence. There was a physical evidence that the physical eyes can see, that the physical senses can see. Remember, all this while there was there was clear skies. It was it was very clear, no clouds. But now the physical eyes can see a a small cloud as big as a man's fist in the sky. <laughs> see the principle when you 
when you focus on your spiritual senses and stay with it long enough, you will produce evidence that your physical senses can relate to it. Hallelujah. You will produce evidence that you're... And when you, whatever, whenever you see that evidence, no matter how small it is, when you see that evidence out there, know that the miracle has started. Oh yes, know that the miracle has started. And that's what Elijah did. Elijah realized the miracle has started. And he began to celebrate. Look at what he said. He said to, to, to Ahab in verse 44, Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. And so he said, Go up! Say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot and go down before, before the rain stops you. He, he, he sends out a message of celebration. Ahab! <laughs> better head towards the city because the rain is coming. Hallelujah. I want to declare to somebody your rain is coming. Your rain has come. Your rain has come. Your rain has come in the mighty name of Jesus. So when you see a, a sign, a small sign, celebrate it and hold on to it. One person, hold on to it. One customer, one new customer, hold on to it. Is a sign that the tides have changed. Hallelujah. One, one new, one new uh, uh, sale. Hold on to it. Celebrate. Your period returns. Celebrate. You have not had period for, for so long. Now period returns means that you are about to conceive. Celebrate. Celebrate the little that you see and persevere. You don't stop. You don't stop. You persevere. And let me, let me finish this. Once you secure, secure the breakthrough in the place of prayer, then expect change to come in the natural. Expect change to come. And sometimes change comes in a process. It starts small and begins to grow. It starts small. Like in this case, it was a cloud at the size of a man's fist. And before you knew it, the whole cloud became dark. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing became heavy. And the rain poured. And the rain poured. That stubborn problem was broken. That stubborn problem was broken. It took persistence. And then gradually, when they saw that sign, Elijah knew it was done. And then finally, finally, expect to step into new levels of ability and capacity when you defeat the stubborn problem. Expect to step into new levels of ability and capacity when you defeat the stubborn problems. Now, it happened in verse 45. In the meantime, that the sky became black with clouds and heavy and, and, and wind, and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Verse 46, then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah, and he gathered up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Elijah ran on foot and outran a, a, a chariot of horses. How do you explain that kind of ability? How do you outrun horses? He outran the horses because by the time he broke that stubborn problem, he, he gained access into dimensions of ability and capacity he was not privy to before. And that's what I'm saying to you. When you break the stubborn problem, you access dimensions that were not available to you before now. 
So that's the blessing of pushing to break the stubborn problem. You access abilities you never had a, a, a expression for before. Abilities you never had expression for before. You step into it. You step into a higher level of anointing. You step into a higher level of grace. You step into, oh yes, that's what happens. When you break a stubborn problem, you access new dimensions. I pray that this stubborn problem that you are dealing with right now will usher you into new dimensions. Will usher you into new capacity. Into usher you into new levels. In the name of Jesus. I'm done. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow as I continue teaching on the goodness of God and stubborn problems. I'm going to episode 227 tomorrow. Good night. Bye-bye. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.